Remember that you can support the podcast via Patreon. The link is below. Otherwise, stay tuned for the podcast starting now. So on the podcast today, I'm joined by Kheri van der Walt, uh, who's an ex- expedition leader, public speaker, photographer, podcast host as well, uh, and co- co-founder of WildR. So, so welcome. Hey, Darren. Thanks for the opportunity, man. Nice to be here. Uh, maybe to start off with, uh, maybe you can just tell me and listeners a bit more about WildR itself. Okay, so... I mean, WildEye is, we're in our ninth year now. We started, it basically started as a, a, a kind of a passion project on the side. I was managing game lodges and stuff in the Medikwe Game Reserve in 2000 and, goodness, 11 somewhere. And then I had a small company in the south called Photo Africa in which I would run photographic courses and safaris and such during my leaf cycles. And one of the shelters of the lodges there, John O'Buffy, him and I got quite close and he wanted to get out of corporate and long story short, we started talking about taking Photo Africa, what it was at the time, making it bigger, and trying to bring the excitement and the, the and take the intimidation away from the photographic and private guidedly travel industry. And we set out to do that. And look, it's been nine years, so it's been going pretty well. But that was the idea, is to kind of make travel with your camera easy and fun again. Because at the time, it was very kind of, it was stagnating, and it was, you, you had to have the biggest lens, and you have to be a pro photographer to go on these things. And that, that's kind of been the outlet is to make it friendly and to open it up to as many people as possible. So being in, in that, that kind of tourism sector, mm. uh, what are some of the challenges that you face uh, with with these expeditions and that kind of stuff? Sure. Um, I mean, I think from, from at large, the majority of our clientele comes from international. So we're based in Africa. We've got offices in Johannesburg and in Kenya. And I think the most questions we get that, that would probably be a challenge is people not understanding the full picture. They would, like when the Ebola thing happened in Africa many years ago, the, yeah. we have questions, is it in Kenya? Is it in South Africa? And it was closer to Spain than it was to where we're going to be. Mm-hmm. So people, I think, I think it's the lack of education out there. Um, and then also there's a lot of people who try and do this as a one-man operation. Um, and through that, there's bad stories because it's not something you can do on your own. I tried. It, it was very difficult. So I think the lack of education and some of the information available out there. So what we always tell people is to kind of do as much homework as you can and speak to people, speak to the guides, speak to the companies. So I think the challenge for us is to educate. That's, that's kind of not, and not just photographically with travel and the whole, whole experience of coming to Africa. And something that obviously comes to the fore, uh, especially in, in the last 20 years and that is sustainability and that and um, obviously it's that's quite a cornerstone when it comes to the environment uh, and conservation and that 100%. Uh, are you are you seeing more organizations in, in the tourism sector particularly becoming mm. more proactive and ensuring like these national parks and reserves are kept pristine and mm-hmm. like they've got sustainable objectives I've seen some uh, some posts in that from some game reserves in that uh, in Botswana in particular, removing mm-hmm. all plastic bottles and only using glass bottles and, yes, and yes. giving glass bottles to uh, the people coming there. In that uh, right. are you seeing more of that now? It's, it's definitely happening through the board. Um, a lot of camps have been doing it for quite some time, but they never made a big song and dance about it because like it was their thing. So they did it for the clients and they had their own little project going. But I think as, as the awareness around the whole thing became more, and with especially with social media, people posting about it and, hey, look, I just got to this camp, check my bottle that they gave me so I don't have to use plastic. It has become a much, much bigger thing. So there's definitely a change. There, there was a time a couple of years ago where a lot of people almost, or not people, companies used that angle as a marketing gimmick. 
which which it was it was a tough one to play because now you're saying well come to us and you're going to save Africa, but it was a tough one. But I think those teething problems are gone. And I almost think, I'm just thinking of all the lodges we use, every single one of them has some kind of initiative to either uh, add value to conservation or the communities around it. So yeah, definitely a big change over the last, call it five to five, five to 10 years. And then maybe leading on from that, mm -hmm. would you agree that saying like good conservation equals good or, or better business? So the, the, the more conservation there is out there, uh, the better it is for business for yourselves and, and these reserves and that. Oh, 100%. I mean, from a sustainability, if you look at the areas we visit, uh, everything from the Arctic to Africa, there's there's all the challenges that these areas and then the animals in them face and the communities in those areas. So, yeah, 100%. I mean, the more we can protect the areas that we take people to, the better it is for business personally because we can, we can sustain that for longer. And also for the people, it gives people who are traveling more places to go to and they'll experience it in, the, in, a, in a more pristine way than they would if all of these things did not happen. So, absolutely with yourself being someone in business and that and, and leading all these expeditions and yeah. I'm, pr I'm pretty sure your schedule is quite busy. Um, <laughs> how do you find balance in your life when it comes to the mental, physical, emotional side of things? Oh my goodness. That's a huge question. Um, it's actually <laughs> something that we spoke about now at the beginning of the year, we had a quick strat session with a team here. And so we've got 10 guys running trips for us, obviously the office team and then in Kenya. So we spoke to the guys and said, listen, because what we do is we give energy away, right? So, if you're hosting a trip, you're giving energy away. Um, you, you're always there for your guests. You're always doing that. And you have to make a concerted effort to both take the physical and the mental breaks in it. So physical could be, I mean, wake up half an hour earlier, do 100 push-ups or whatever it is. And from a mental point of view is to, 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 to not feel bad when halfway through a 10-day trip, for example, with a group of 10, you say to them, listen, guys, um, you guys have a great evening. I'm going to tap out early tonight. So one of the things always is the guest is, I'll have another drink and this. And you say, you know what? You guys are on holiday. I'm working. And for me to be the best me, I've got to do that. So it, it is a challenge because I think all the people working for us, they want to be better. They, they pride themselves on the services that they deliver. And it's, it, you always put yourself last, if that makes sense. But it, it's a concerted thing. You have to focus on you and make sure you – because, I mean, if I'm not at my best, I can't be the best for my clients or my family or my colleagues. So, yeah, it, it is a concerted thing. And we've, we've specifically this year started focusing more on that. It's a, it's a big question, like I said. Very important. Thing. Uh, and, yeah, mental health is all, yeah, very important. Uh, and like you, you as long as you've got to be at 100% uh, to make sure that you, you can run uh, your business well as well as run and make sure everyone else is enjoying their time kind of thing. 100%. Um, it's also it's and, interesting – Sorry, the question, there's, there's also a lot more people coming on safaris and expeditions with us that are more turned on to um, healthy eating while they're away or mm -hmm. trying to be active or doing yoga or whatever the case is. So I, I think it's an international thing and a global thing. So it makes it easier for the guys when you're on a trip to, to say to people, listen, I'm going to excuse myself for 40 minutes. I'm going to quickly do, I don't know, push-ups and run around the block or something. But yeah, it, it, it's very important. It really, really is. Yeah, maybe also leading on from that is, like what is a typical day in your life um obviously, <laughs> wow. obviously it varies um yeah. but maybe maybe a, a brief outline of that yeah. so i mean typical day is tough because there's so many on a safari mm. or an expedition um if for let's look at africa for example so if the deal is to meet the people at 5 30 for coffee you're up an hour before kind of check things meet you be there before the first guest so that when they come down you're there to greet them you're with them all the time um we pride ourselves in the education that we do so it's not just the time on the vehicle or on foot with them photographing. But when you come back, there's all the lecturing and the teaching stuff in between. Um, 
a small break, have a quick shower, back on game drive, then the hosting. And when the last guest goes, then that's, you kind of wrap up and you make sure all the details for tomorrow are ready. So, so there's that. Um, on something like more of an expedition style, which is like polar bears or Iceland, it's, it's almost 24-7 because we go there when the midnight sun is up. So you literally awake around the clock and you sleep and shift, if you know what I mean. So there again, it's always you're always that step ahead of the clients, making sure that you almost preempt the questions they're going to ask on the logistics or the photography stuff. Um, from a from an office point of view, when I'm in Johannesburg, it's I mean for me, first thing in the morning, training, go home, have some coffee, shower, come to the office, and the office could literally be anything. I mean, some days it's just getting like your head down and do emails. Other days, like today, I did a podcast. Um, helped Johan, one of the guys here, he putting together a video for our YouTube channel. Some days it's meeting. So it's, it's I th for me, it works. I'm not a nine to five kind of structured person. So that kind of unpredictability is great. But every single one of those things still has an end goal. So I know where it's going, which is great. One of the other things I also wanted to find out, like, obviously, from the, the lookout, it seems like Wilder is doing very well. Mm -hmm. um, Thank you. It seems like uh, you, you've got a lot of passion for it. So mm -hmm. that's what kind of makes it a success. Uh, yeah. But maybe what is one of the, the, the biggest achievements uh, in regards to your business so far? Sure. Interesting question. Never been answered like that. I think, I think, I mean, the, from, from a service and hospitality industry, the kind of benchmark for us is two things. It's, it's client feedback, knowing that what we do changes people's lives. Because I mean, you see people break down in tears when they leave a camp because the experience is so overwhelming for them. That's amazing. Um, and then it's the, and, and return guests is a big deal, uh, obviously, because they, they buy into you as a brand. They like what you do. I think something that we don't speak about all that often is when we created this, it's, it, it wasn't only to service clients and to, to give them the opportunity to travel around the world and do the things and see the things that they do, but it's also to give guides coming out of the lodge industry a place to go to. It's, I mean, having been there, it's a very difficult thing to come from a lodge and to – what do you do then? Because now you, you've, you're a guide, you're qualified, you've done that. You come back to Johannesburg, what do you do? It's not your passion to work in an office. So that for us is a pretty pretty big deal for for, the, for myself, John, and we started this. And that is a big deal that we've been able to create a platform for guides to keep on living their passion. Um, I mean, some guys, amazing guides, they'll come out of the industry because it's time. They might have kids, they move on, but then they end up in a hardware store or they do a job that they don't like because they have to. So yeah, that, that's, that's been kind of a big one for us as well. Yeah, I like that one. Mm. Um, and then maybe in closing, yeah. uh, what, would, what would you say is one, or if not some, of the, the most memorable places you've visited around the world? Oh, I mean, off the top, Svalbard is my number one. Um, polar bears, the Arctic. It's, if you look at main, main, mainland Norway, you fly about three hours north up towards the North Pole. Um, there's a small archipelago of islands called Svalbard. It's where we do polar bears. Um, there's something about the Arctic. They call it polar fever. So the Arctic and the Antarctic, and it is just ridiculous. Uh, more recently, I went to Iceland for the first time. We hosted our first photographic expedition there. Uh, also spectacular. No wildlife, but incredible landscapes. And I think closer to home, I mean, having been born in South Africa and you go to the bush and safari since a young kid, um, when I went to Kenya for the first time, it was just it was eye-opening. You, you would kind of think, and a lot of people think this, is that you come on safari and Africa's all the same. But we, we have our own camp in the Mara, and that's literally – we haven't only changed the people's lives who work there, but, and the guests who visit, but ours as well. It's if I could do one trip in Africa, it, it would be that no brainer. It's, it's the people, it's the place, it's the feeling of it. The skies are bigger than anywhere else. It's the, the wildlife. But I think for me, those three right now, 
Um, that would be my top three by yard, easy. I will have to remember the Kenya one for when I come out and, and absolutely. Visit. So yeah, if you want to come out to Kenya, let me know. I can hook you up, eh? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for giving me some of your time uh, today. Muchly appreciated. Oh, any time. Um, Thank you for the opportunity. Appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you enjoy the content, please remember that you can support the, the podcast uh, via Patreon, and the link is below. And all support is welcome uh, and muchly appreciated.